Good morning. Today is Wednesday, June 9th, 2021. I honestly don't know if Israel is on the cusp of a new paradigm in politics or is about to make a monumental mistake with the new change coalition now set to be voted in this Sunday. I don't even know if it will come to pass on Sunday or survive its first vote. But at this moment, I have four points to share with you, which I think are important. The first point is the reminder that words can kill. Regardless of your political views, it is imperative to publicly criticize the words of any Israeli head of state who says, with no evidence and no basis, I can understand that he is upset. I can understand that he feels that this is a terrible disaster for Israel. I understand that's his position. But to say, Israel is witnessing the greatest election fraud in the history of the country, and that there is a deep state conspiracy, that needs to be publicly condemned and criticized. In fact, over the last number of days, the attacks on the individuals who are about to make up this coalition, the attacks have been so vicious and virulent that they have required additional security details. One of these members of Knesset, Edith Silman, who is a member of the Yamina party, she said in an interview that a demonstrator outside her home, you understand, of course, that all of the members of Knesset who are about to go into this coalition, especially the right-wing members of Knesset, are under tremendous pressure to change their minds, their demonstrations outside their homes every day. So Edith Silman said that a demonstrator outside her home had told her he was pained by what her family was going through. By the way, when I talk about the pressure, it includes threats on the lives of the children of these members of Knesset, in addition to many other things not mentionable in this context. A demonstrator outside her home had told her he was pained by what her family was going through, but don't worry. At the first chance we get, we'll slaughter you. It is very rare in Israel for the head of Shin Bet, which is Israel's internal security service, to speak publicly about issues. Shin Bet is an organization that works behind the scenes. And a couple of days ago, Nadav Argaman, the head of Shin Bet, made an extraordinary statement 
warning of the rising incitement and hate speech on social media and the danger that it will spark political violence. Listen to this quote. Nadav Argaman. We have recently identified a serious rise and radicalization in violent and inciting discourse, specifically on social media, which could lead some groups or individuals to take violent action and even harm others. Quote, this discourse may be interpreted among certain groups or individuals as one that allows violent and illegal activity and could even lead to harm to individuals. He further said that politicians, public opinion leaders, religious figures, and educators across the political spectrum must speak clearly against any violence. So this is me, Michael Whitman, heeding his words. Quote, it is our duty to come out with a clear and decisive call for an immediate secession of the inciting and violent speech. The responsibility for restraining the discourse rests on the shoulders of all of us. A television report quoted someone close to Argaman who said, we are getting closer and closer to 1995, to the months before the Rabin assassination. Defense Minister Benny Gantz, and I realize he is a politician, he has skin in this game, but he said, anyone who tries to deny the legitimacy of basic democratic processes, again, you can disagree, you can disagree vociferously, but to deny the legitimacy of basic democratic processes and ignites the fear of incitement, that person also bears responsibility for the consequences. Point number two. I am not Naftali Bennett's rabbi. I have not checked the level of his kashrut observance or the level of his Shabbat observance. I have no interest in doing so. But the irony is overwhelming when the Haredi political parties criticize who is set to become the first Dati prime minister in the history of Israel by saying, as Aryeh Derry said, a government headed by Bennett is going to destroy and ruin everything we have maintained for years. A government headed by Bennett will destroy Shabbat, conversion, the chief rabbinate, kashrut, and will tear the people of Israel asunder. The Jewish state is in danger, Derry said. The state of Israel is changing its face and its character and its identity. This isn't a separation of religion and state, but an uprooting of religion from the state. <coughs> okay. I don't yet have an opinion, as I said, on Naftali Bennett or on this coalition. But I will just share my own personal opinion. If Derry is against it, chances are it is good for Israel. And Bennett's response to this was perfect. 
He said, if their outburst is an attempt to deter the inquiry into the Mehron disaster, it won't work. Okay, my point number three and four kind of come together in the following. I realize, first I realize many people think that my uh, political views are naive. I accept that, that's all right. But I realize that politicians all too often have little allegiance to truth or reality. And it is simply a fact that everyone presents themselves in the best possible light. But it is stunning. And again, stunning can either be in a good way or in a bad way. It is a stunning agreement to bring together right, left, and Arab political parties. So forget for a moment, how could it possibly work? How did it happen? How could an agreement even be made? So I want to share my points number three and four, two, what I think are fascinating insights, again, with all the caveats I mentioned before. Yair Lapid's spokesperson is Roy Kankel. Again, it comes from his spokesperson. But he explained in a Facebook post how what is perhaps one of the most complicated political negotiations in Israel's history came about. Here's what he said. In a long corridor on the sixth floor of Kfar Hamakabiah, that's the building where the negotiations about forming a coalition have been taking place over the last month or so, in the long corridor on the sixth floor, the strongest forces in Israel gathered for 28 days after four election campaigns and a year of corona, during unbelievable violence on the streets and a round of fighting in Gaza, everything was distilled into a few rooms along this corridor in which everything changed. Everyone will talk about politics and interests and the different forces, but I want to tell you, this is Roy Conkle, I want to tell you the real reason for the success, again, you can use the word success or a different word if you want, for the success of the most complicated political negotiation since the state of Israel was founded, the reason is women. He wrote, I've lived on that corridor for a month. Negotiating teams came and went. The most experienced people in Israel from every field, they had one thing in common. They were all men. On the other side, at the other end of the corridor, were women, Lapid's team, the team that planned and managed and defined the whole thing, the only team where the vast majority are women. I saw them time and again coming up with the right idea 
to move us past another stumbling block in the negotiations. I saw them with endless patience managing to find another compromise, solve another problem, overcome another problem. I saw them managing negotiations opposite dozens of men who are used to ruling the world and refusing to give in and eventually succeeding. And he concluded with this. My daughter, Amalia, is four and a half. I want her to grow up knowing that she's not only equal to everyone else, but that she can change the world if she wants to. When she has doubts, or when someone tells her she isn't good enough, I will tell her the story of the amazing women on the sixth floor and how they changed Israel. Finally, number four. So, Naftali Bennett did an interview on the news a few days ago, and he was asked the obvious question that everyone is asking. He was asked about the post that he posted in which he termed Abbas, the politician that he is dealing with from the Arab party, where he termed Abbas a supporter of terrorism. How can you possibly enter into a coalition with someone that you called a supporter of terrorism? Here's what he said. He said, I changed my mind. During the war a few weeks ago and the riots, there was something that caught my attention. You'll remember I discussed this with you at the time. There was something that caught my attention, Bennett said. Abbas came to the synagogue in Lud that had been torched and desecrated by rioters. Abbas came to the synagogue in Lud during the tensest moments and said, I want to help. Bennett said, I saw a decent man. I saw a brave leader. It must be said. Now, time will tell. I can't guarantee anything. But when he extends a hand and says something very simple, I want to take care of Arab-Israeli civilian concerns. Bennett says, I saw the partnership with him as offering a non-negligible opportunity to turn over a new leaf in the relationship between the state and Arab Israelis. I don't know. We will see. But my response today at this moment is Cain Yehi Ratzon. So may it be God's will. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.